Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. I hope you're all well and and staying positive through this time. I would like to say a happy new year to you because this is our first session of 2021. But it's, uh, it's hard to say happy new year, isn't it, with what's going on in the world, but we must remain positive. I'd like to firstly start with just letting everyone know that our listeners, I obviously haven't put out a an episode for um, for quite a while now. It's probably now on two months now. Um, my world got turned up, up upside down uh, back in November, at the beginning of November, when my mum fell ill, um, and uh, at the end of November, unfortunately, she passed away. So it was all very quick and and um, aggressive. And uh, yeah, so anyone that's uh, been there. Um, will understand exactly what I've been just going through and going through still because um, obviously it doesn't get easier it's just uh, you've got to manage it and you're starting to grieve now and and move forward obviously very very sad and horrible time um, but that's part of life and we all go through it so we have to find the the most positive way that we can we can get ourselves through situations such as this so mine is uh, trying to trying to keep as active as possible and and helping the community to to get through all of this that 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 gives me some aims and some focus to get through everything that I'm currently facing so so we're working hard again um for those that are following me personally we'll see that in August I'm going to be doing the um the Land into John O'Groat Cycling Challenge for Ringside Charitable Trust. We've been very lucky in previous episodes. We've we've had um, we've had me- committee members of the Ringside Charitable Trust on. So please go back and listen listen to them. We've had Dave Harris, who's one of the founders, great guy, um, and he's the chairman of the trust. We've had Johnny Oliver as well, who's who's one of the committee members on the trustees for the for the charity and also Anthony Joshua's original amateur coach amongst a lot of other cha- champions that he's created so very good episodes go back and listen to them um so yeah with a, with the podcast we're trying to work on a new layout so I've been thinking about this like while I was off over Christmas and what was wanting to come back to we're gonna we're gonna Originally, like I didn't want to go down the boxing journalist route or anything like that because what we do at Olympia Boxing is provide uh, is use the sport of boxing in schools and in communities to to make people's lives a lot better, engage them in sport, use our wonderful sport that everyone can access and um, uh, and have fun with to to provide a better life and uh, and teach disciplines and. Just give everyone the greater confidence to go on and, and build a better life with a positive path. And that's what we do. But also I realise that, that for people want to listen, they want to know about everyone's views. I often get messages, what do you think about this fight that's coming up? Or, or what do you think this is going on in the amateurs and stuff like that? So, so I thought, right, from, from when we uh, come back, I'm going to start, we're going to do a little bit of the podcast where we're going to where we're going to talk about the past weekend's boxing or any amateur tournaments have been out to um, and and also preview the big fights that are coming up that weekend or or what's going on for me personally like my boxing club are we going anywhere is there any big competitions in the amateurs just do a whole like little little piece on boxing as well as our interviews with with um 
with some champions, some teachers, boxers, coaches, and all that. We want to bring as much value through the podcast as we possibly can. So then I came back, I had lots of ideas to start, and then obviously with it another lockdown, haven't we? So um, no boxing to talk about at the moment, because everything's been on stop. With the amateurs, we've been on stop since since February last year, so it's very hard to discuss anything about that. But um, I suppose the, the only thing that, that's happened recently was just before Christmas, we had Anthony Joshua and Pulev, which was a fantastic, I thought it was a great bout. I did, uh, AJ done what he had to do and took him out and I thought he looked really good and uh, boxed well and then took him apart as he needed to. Um, and then obviously Luke Campbell going out against Ryan Garcia. I actually, I I was one, I, di- I didn't, I didn't believe the hype. I didn't believe the hype. Like looking at what both both boxers achieved as, as amateurs, um, obviously with Luke being an absolute standout. Ryan Garcia was a good good amateur from what I've what I've studied on him, but he wasn't like a, a top international boxer or anything like this. And um I actually expected I thought we were gonna see another Joe Calzaghi Jeff Lacey moment where Luke was gonna completely um like stand him on his head and outclass him. And and when he when he knocked him down, I thought, oh yeah, here it comes. But well, Garcia came back and showed us, didn't he? Yeah, he is he is a little bit special. That was his coming out party. That that bout, he's that was his first live opponent, decent opponent, and he uh, he came through that with uh, absolute absolute brutality, wasn't it? What a body shot! And he switched, he fainted to the head with that shot, and just hit him downstairs, and he weren't going to recover, was he? Look, couldn't recover. So it'd be interesting to see where he goes now because that's uh, that's a very very hot division, the lightweight. It's probably that and super flyweight are the best divisions in boxing at the moment. So um, hopefully we're going to get some great bouts, and especially our lightweight division is something else, isn't there? So if you think you've got Garcia there now, you've got Lopez, uh, Lomachenko, Devin Haney, uh, Javante Davis... There's some great matchups to be had there. Let's hope we see them. Same as some other the super fights that we want throughout the year. Hopefully we want to see the big one, don't we, this year? Anthony Joshua v Tyson Fury. I'd love to hear what everyone's views are on that. And also and also the lightweights. Like if they all if they all had a round robin, if there was a world boxing super series for the lightweights, wow, what a division that would be with all of them involved. Let us know in the comments below who do you who do you think would come out on top on that? That would be that would be great to know, um, great to hear about and discuss. And, and talking about that, if you follow me personally on my profiles on Wayne Smith on Facebook, um, I've uh, in the first lockdown we had a. I, I've just done some videos because I was bored. Like just just put some videos out there with a topic each day of on boxing, and and it just enabled us to have make have lots of comments and lots of discussions in the comments like about certain topics to do with boxing so now we're in another bloody lockdown that's what i've called it another bloody lockdown let's talk boxing and it's a series i'm doing on facebook i'm releasing a video every day with a new topic and uh just a bit of fun just so we can all just have a little bit of discussion away from from what's going on in the world and uh and also i tell you what it's been really good because we get some good good uh 
good boxing historians come on and do some comments as well like and and some of the answers that we're getting brilliant because it makes you go away on youtube and start researching some of these answers that are coming in because there's there's things coming in that i've not heard of as well so which is it's great and it's always good for learning and it's it takes away the boredom of this lockdown doesn't it and uh, so um so yeah as well with olympia boxing what have we got going on now? So we have, we've got, we've tried, once again, like we did in the first lockdown, we transformed all our programs to online. We've now got virtual programs running every day um, and we're covering every, everything. So we've got three, we've got three virtual community box fitness programs running a week at the moment for, for adults and families because obviously the kids are at home. So the more the merrier, everyone can join in. These are free. And it's Monday at 9.30. Tuesday, we're running an evening session for those that are able to still go to work. And also, we've received, like, obviously, everyone's homeschooling. So some people are only blessed with one one laptop and stuff. So we've put one in the evening at 6.30 p.m. for those people to join in. And we've got another one running Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. uh, 9.30 a.m. again, back in the morning on Thursdays. Now, on... um, our youth sessions, we've got youth sessions running on Monday evenings at 5.30pm and Friday at 4.30pm. Um, I think we're starting a new one as well aimed at Maidstone, but anyone can join it. That's going to be 4 till 5 on a Friday. Um, that starts this week, I believe. And we've got our Boxing for Dementia program that's still running on Wednesdays at half past one and Boxing for Parkinson's running at 4pm on Thursdays. So if anyone in your family's living with dementia or Parkinson's, we've got a great, we've got two great programs there that they, they can join in and it's given them some, it's, it's specifically designed for them. Uh, and we cater for all abilities and fitness levels, whether you're standing, seated, it doesn't matter. It's all for fun and just for everyone to engage and, uh, and do a bit of exercise and, and also socialise as well. Socialise with other people that are going through the same thing. And uh, we have lots of fun and that's what it's about. Um, so yeah, please check our pages out on Olympia Boxing. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And, and all our daily posts are going up with what we've got going on. There's lots to be had, and it's all free because we're working with, with some great people, with some great organisations. We've received funding through the uh, Kent VRU, which is the Violent Reduction Unit. Um, we're working with them very closely. We, we're working with KCC. We, we've got early help grants that we're, that we're working with. Street Games, we've got funding coming from there. Safer Kent. We're still working with them guys. Um, so working with partnership with all these people, Kent Community Foundation as well, uh, working with all these partners are enabling us to offer a lots of free programs to our community. And then that means that everyone gets this for free. Like we're in a bad enough time, aren't we? So we don't need to be, um, if we can help as much as we can by providing free activity, then that's what we're going to do. We're in it together, guys. We've got to keep positive. And keeping active is one of the best ways to keep him positive. So then, guys, so I'm going to move on to our interview. And this week, I've decided that uh, we're interviewing Coach Tommy. So a lot of you know who Coach Tommy is now. We, we first of all, we interviewed him and, and introduced him on the podcast over a year ago now. Now, Tommy does some fan... Like, Tommy's one of our full-time coaches now. And he's obviously took on other roles as well within... 
Olympia Boxing as well, helping with the admin, social media kind of stuff. Um, so he's building into being a huge part of our team. So I thought I'd uh, yeah get Tommy back on for a little chat so you can all hear how he's uh, how he's been getting on and what he thinks about everything that's going on. Um, so sit back, guys, and enjoy, and we'll speak to you later. Hey, Tommy, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, you are. I'm good, you Wayne. How you doing, all right? Not too bad, mate. New year, new start and all that, but a bit of a crap start to the year, isn't it? With the, the lockdown, but we've all got to be safe, so we have to we have to adapt and change, don't we, mate? Yeah, we've got to do our part. It's a team effort this time, isn't it? That's it, it is. If we, we've got to keep this community up and running, keep them, keep them um, training and keep them happy, because there's a lot of people that are a bit upset at the moment, aren't they? So we've got to do our bit. We'll try our hardest, that's all we can do. So how's the last time that we chatted and we had you on the podcast was a year ago, and it was when we were introducing all the coaches, wasn't we, and talking, we, we had the backstory of of you and, and how you got into boxing and coaching and the story of you being um, a little tear away, coming to one of the community pro programs, yeah. changing your life as we do. Um, how's the last year been for you? Yeah, well, it started off all right, didn't it? Um, last January was all right, coming out of Christmas, had lots of work on. Um, and obviously, pandemic hit in March and it all went a bit downhill for everyone, I think. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it's, 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 been, it's been a good year coaching, but a different year coaching. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been the same for, I think all coaches will say it. It's... Um, it's saying that you, you don't ever want to go through again when we come out of it. It's no, not... that's right. And I think I, I think there's going to be so much for us to do when we do come out of it as well, because these communities are going to need rebuilding, aren't they? And, um, and a lot of, lot of people have been isolated through all this, so it's, it'd be good to get them up and running. So how have you had to adapt your coaching through this time, through the pandemic? Well, when it, when it first came about, like the school's... Um, when we first started getting higher cases in like uh, end of January, beginning of February time last year, it was um, it was harder because you, you weren't out. We started not wearing gloves, started not doing pads, started not doing close contact with the children and the uh, adults and stuff like that. Um, couldn't be there to support them really as much as you'd like to. So like, we'd, let's say someone was throwing a jab wrong, you could you could help guide their hand to the pad in a nice straight way and stuff like that. But then it's come around, you couldn't, you had to, you had to keep trying, trying, trying until you got it. And sometimes it would take a full hour for you to show one young person how to throw a straight jab and stuff like that, yeah. without bending their hand or hurting their wrist and stuff like that. So you've got to show them the safe way about the the hard way, basically, without being able to have any contact or showing them, getting close to demonstrate so they can see and looking like that. It's, um, it's very hard, but... Um, but I suppose that's that's part of it. It's helped you develop as a coach, though, isn't it? Because you've had to pull out a full arsenal of different ways of getting from A to B with with a participant, haven't you? So, like you say, yeah, teaching that's... someone without without um, doing the physical, like hands-on approach, like holding a pad in front of them and getting them to hit hit it. You've had to you've had to do it verbal, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of mirroring. So, like you, you stand in front of a kid and just standing in the opposite stance to them so it looks like an exact mirror and just basically being their guide, their shadow, so they can watch you and do it at the exact same time. But then nine times out of ten, you'd find that you do it with them and they do it sweet. 
and lovely and all right, and then you'd move on to the next first job, Matt, and you look back 10 minutes later and they're still doing it wrong. It's just, yeah, it's just that little bit of like the, the pads is just, just in boxing, especially in boxing, it's just massive difference. So it's a massive loss we've had this year. Um, it's easier, it's, it's so much easier to coach with a bit of pads, even though we're teaching them not to punch people and stuff like that, it's still. It helps their technique develop. It helps them move. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like no, no, that's right. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not about hitting other people, is it? The, it's the art of boxing. We use pad work. Pad work's a big thing, especially in in our job within schools and stuff, because we haven't got punch bags, so we're we're using yeah. pads all the time, aren't we? So um, it, it was a big thing, but the team adapted, didn't we? We adapted. We we like. Like, I'd like to say, like, I'm very proud of all of our team, of the way everyone adapted and, and, and we worked together as a team with ideas and what we could do to keep everyone safe and, and still be able to deliver our programmes and keep safe. But the, um, like the massive adapt that we did, which I think was, was big, because there was a lot of organisations, a lot of clubs of, of different sports and stuff, like when the lockdown came and, and everything was put on a stop, um, same with fitness professionals as well. Our feel was to do with confidence and stuff, but but mm. but a lot of people just sat down and said, "Well, we can't do it anymore," like and just sat still. But we like we didn't we did we said no. We, well, how how are we going to change? How are we going to adapt to to our surroundings and what are we going to make positives out of this? So we were we were the first. I know we were the first in our area, one hundred percent. To transform onto the virtual programs and everything yeah, um, now, which has given us a good, good, good. Um, it's given us a good step up for like this lockdown now, isn't it? Like we're, we've still got quite a bit of work going on virtually now because we were we set up and established with it. But yeah. how did you find adapting to coaching online, doing the virtual sessions? Because obviously you'd have never have like well, I hadn't either. I'd never done virtual programs, but obviously I'm a, I'm quite a very experienced coach now, so you, you get used to adapting to things. But but yourself though, how did you find adapting to doing virtual sessions? Well, it was a, it was a massive shock. I was I was petrified. The first ever year I did, I was petrified. I, put, I think I've still got the phone. If we look back at it now, we'd probably laugh. It was a yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, um, uh, 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 starting again. That's right. <laughs> figuring out the best way to put the phone and stuff like that. Um, and I, especially after, obviously, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite young. I think I'm the youngest coach in the team. Um, and going from like three years of face-to-face -face coaching, nothing else, no different. So then straight away bang that's it you're now doing virtual you've got you kind of there's no interaction um it's you kind of no contacts there's no pads there's no gloves they can't be partner work um and especially with the pre-recorded videos because you're sitting there thinking afterwards oh have i included enough detail? yeah 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 i know i get that i do that. i still get that now i still get that now when i'm doing all the content that we chuck out afterwards i think oh i could have done that i could have done it but it's too late it's content it's getting out there that's the main thing but the yeah. um um yeah no i i i i can I can relate to that straight away. I remember I think I done the first boxing for Parkinson session when we did that, and I was absolutely dripping with sweat. Like uh, half of it was was, I suppose, anxiety, nerves, and also um, 
and also having to do the whole session like yourself because you're not just standing there coaching talking you've got to do you got to get amongst it haven't you and do it as well and um god the, i was dripping so it was a good workout but but being being the being the uh the, the leader i had to get on with it so i just got on with it and, and that's it you just find the ground don't you and just yeah um, doing the first couple of push-ups again today do a push-up and set up you have to do every single one yeah that's right that's right I think a good thing, yeah. I think a good thing of our virtuals as well is, is like, it's not we're not we're not a David Lloyd or anything like this. Where where we're blessed with going into a um, a studio with all the right lighting and all the right equipment and all this to do your videos. We literally have we've adapted. We, you've been doing them in your front room, haven't you? Like your mum, your mum's front room's never got so much coverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do <too> fight. <laughs> you you should have seen her when I did the virtual. She get the Uber around, everything like that. Make sure yeah, she's nice. bless her, bless her. No, kudos to your mum for letting you do it, though. That's the main thing. Um, so yeah, what what feedback did you get? What feedback have you had like regarding the virtual sessions? Because you've done what have you what have you done? You've done youth sessions. You've done community sessions. You've done. Uh, you're, you deliver our boxing for dementia program, um, so you you cover basically all of our virtual offers, don't you? In the schools and everything like that. What kind of feedback have you been getting? How's it been with the participants? It's been right. It's, it's it's been good feedback. Obviously, the first first couple of weeks when we started it out in um in March, I believe when we done the OB virtual Facebook um, and people joining on that three sessions three sessions a week, it was it was good feedback because it was. They were telling me what I could and I should and shouldn't do and stuff like that for them and incorporate stuff that I didn't think I could do over a camera. Yeah. It's um it's all been good feedback. Um obviously there's been some there's, there's been some criticism where I can improve in places like that and move moving forwards, like the videos I've got coming up over the next week have got quite a few actually. Um where it's I can use all the stuff I've learned back in March last year and bring yeah. it forward now. Because we had obviously we've had the gap where we've gone back face to face, but still no pads, no touching, the blood blood blah. So it's using all the stuff I've learned, even in them sessions when we was back in well, we wasn't indoors, we was outdoors, mm. doing sessions outside, um, and putting them all together in a session for everyone really, from from our, our people, our lovely people in uh, dementia and Parkinson's, all the way down to um our youth sessions really. So yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think that's was. It's also been, it's been a blessing as well because, like you think, sometimes when we're face to face sessions, unless um, like unless like you get some schools that sometimes will give you feedback on the sessions that you're delivering, but we've had a lot of feedback on the on the on the virtual sessions, which is good, like good and bad, like whatever the whatever the feedback, whether it's constructive criticism or or if it's just good good news story. Um, it's been great because I think like that's a way that we've learned as coaches as well. Because as a coach, you've always got to have an open mind. You can't just think, "Oh, I, I know everything and I've nailed it." Because you, if you do, you're a, a shit coach. If you think that, um, there's no two ways about it. Like you're always learning. You have to be open to adapt adaptation, um, and you have to look at yourself, criticize yourself, don't you? So it's um, it's, I think it's been good for that because we've I, we've had more we've had more feedback on the virtual sessions than we've ever had for face to face session, which has helped us yeah. mould the programs, hasn't it? 
yeah, massively. It's, it's, it's helped a lot as well. Um, because the feedback we're getting, the feedback we're getting from the sessions is, is like you said, it's sometimes good, sometimes bad. Well, not bad, but constructive criticism. So we, we, we always know where to improve and when where to, where to slow down, where to speed up. Like when I first started out, I was talking a million mile an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one of the first, that was the feedback we got on you, wasn't it, from quite a lot of people, was tell him to slow down. He just won't shut up for five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was always going out. I was always going into really big detail about the technique yeah. and I think at the beginning of the session I'd go on so much about health and safety and stuff like that that we'd be halfway through before I started. That's right. I remember I remember I can't remember if it was a community programme or it was a school programme and one of the comments was, Can you tell Tommy just to to shut up and get on with it? <laughs> I was so attentive about making sure everyone knew what they can and can't do and stuff like that. Yeah. Make sure the correct kit not gonna hurt themselves because obviously you can't see them. So no, that's, and that's, that's the thing, isn't it? The, that, that, that's the big thing, isn't it? And that's what I've had to explain to a lot of people. Um, like the pre-recorded sessions, we've been roughly, we found, haven't we, over the, um, the feedback that we've received from the schools and stuff like that, that a pre-recorded session, the top amount of time that you're going to get out of that is 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 up to about 40 minutes you're not going to get a full hour of a pre-recorded session because the interaction and the attention spans have dropped off you because you you lack that interaction isn't it whereas the live sessions they've been a bit better um some go to 45 minutes but like if they're a really good bunch they're really in, engaging and interacting then the full hour is easy isn't it yeah it's 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 all goes well it's like when you go to a to a school or community session or anywhere, boxing session, the full hour isn't just coaching. Mm. It's sitting there. You, you walk in. You got your registering. You got your paying. You got your. But you're sitting down. You got your changing time in schools. So the kids are getting changed. Blah, blah blah. So that's easily five ten minutes done straight away. Mm. And then you mm. move to your main. You warm up. Your stretches and blah blah blah. And your main component. You cool down. But. You've got to add your drink breaks. You've got to add the time for the, well, mostly the ladies at these sessions. They all know we have, we, we have a good chin wag, all of us. We do sometimes. Yeah, we yeah. We'll do an exercise. And on their break, we'll have a chin wag. And yeah, we might spend four or five minutes having a little chin wag. So, um, and then we go back into it. But I'm not saying half an hour is all they get for exercise. Because yeah, full hour, but it's just like you've got the gaps and the breaks. You probably, if you work it all out to, to minutes, you could probably get about 40, 50 minutes of working out, and then the, yeah. the other times, drink breaks. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that, and, and that is the difference because it is that, like, if when you're face to face, like you say, in a school, like, so I know sometimes in schools, like, because of just the way they come out of lessons and then getting yourself, so sometimes you've ended up with literally like 45 minutes or sometimes even half hour if they're really that disruptive and, and take that long to get settled to get started. The session sometimes only half hour long because of like PE sessions and that PE sessions, you're lucky if you get 40 minutes because of the time of change, getting them yeah. changed and at the end they have to finish to get changed to get their next sessions and stuff like that so it's um it's, it's pretty much the same with the virtuals isn't it so um yeah yeah so it's, it's been it's been a difficult time but we've definitely adapted and we're all doing a fantastic job the whole team is and um like well we must be doing a fantastic job because 
this week alone, um, all of it, I've received inquiry after inquiry from schools. So they're obviously talking about the great work that we've been doing and how we're, yeah. you know, because what, especially now at homeschooling, the homeschooling first, like it's better, it, it's more intense than what it was on the first lockdown because everyone's found their feet now. Like this is the, yeah. this is the thing that I keep going on about with, um, this lockdown like saying to people and putting the message out there stay positive like we're in this together now like, we've been here before we've already yeah. done this we we know what it is all about we it's not like like the last time when like, you remember we were sat in the office weren't we when we got told school closures like and we just went yeah. what is going to happen like we're, we're we're like our business is just closed on us like like yeah. now now what are we going to do um like this time, we we know what we're doing. Uh, we we you, you solved we solved a lot of the problems in the first lockdown. Um, same as schools have solved a lot of it. They're, they're over their teething problems. This lockdown, they they were prepared. They knew what was coming, and and they've got all their homeschooling set up. And and we've been able to provide with our programs. Teachers are realising because they are they are literally from from when they open up to when they finish for the day, they are literally teaching online now, aren't they? They are just, it's not like, it's not like they're getting given a, a video to watch and learn from it. It's a, it's interactive live sessions with the teachers. So they're, they're actually probably if they, they're, without the breaks and everything that they get, they're probably actually doing more than what they generally do in the classroom as such. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, so like our programs are now helping, like especially for those schools that are unable to deliver PE, um, our programs are catering for that. And it gives the teacher also uh, like a, an hour or 45 minutes, whatever, to, to sit back, do their PPA time, doing their planning and, and uh, preparing for all their sessions. So it's helping out with that. And I think, I think a lot of schools are, have cottoned on to that uh, and for what we can provide. Which is which is fantastic news for us because it keeps us busy, keeps keeps the students getting active. Because I know there is some schools out there that are not even doing PE; they're just focusing on English, maths, and and their main subjects. But that's yeah, thing, which I think is quite bad. Not not just through not just through um, the level that they should be teaching PE is because the as we know, kids. They can't sit still for that long. I can't sit still for that long. If you've done your try, if you've got rid of your negative energy in the morning, like with your training, um, like or you have a break midway through and you do a, a physical activity session, you're more refocused straight away. You, you're, you're less agitated and and the kids are ready to learn more, aren't they? Yeah, it's like it's it's a, it's a massive part of a school day. Yeah, but most schools to go to now, whether it be primary or secondary school, do PE once a day because it gets gets rid of their energy, slows them right down, and mm. gets them ready for the day. It's just um, it's just a massive part of the day. Like even when I was at school, if I didn't have, if I didn't go out in the playground for half hour in the mornings, kick a ball about, I'd I'd be even naughtier than I was. <laughs> yeah, that's what same as me, same as me. If you didn't, if you you've got to release the kids, that they they have to release. You can't, they can't be sat in front of a computer for eight hours or sat in a one room for eight hours expected to absorb so much information and and then and then they wonder why they start misbehaving and disrupting yeah. everything right it's because it's not yes some of it is because of bad behavior but some of it generally is because they just can't 
they can't deal with the like they need to you need to um need to release don't they they have to have a release and then refocus just like us no different to us when we're working and that we all stop and we go walk down the town and get a cup of coffee and then walk back and then get back on your work you need that little release isn't it yeah it's like that little break break of your day breaks it up makes it a bit shorter than it because you think yes yeah, right. most kids they, they get up in the mornings go on go to school first two lessons then they got a break time they're like right i've only got four hours left now then they got two hours then they've got lunch time they go right because you've got lunch time now they've got one hour left of school mm. just breaks the day right up from so, yeah so, no that's right so when so thinking like so forget like the pandemic like well obviously it's a big part of it i suppose but but in the last 12 months since we last had our last chat on the podcast what have you learned as a coach I've learned, I've learned quite a lot of things actually. I, I think I've added quite a few strings to me both. Um, especially like, like you say, but with the pandemic, more than I thought I would. Um, yeah. But coming into the new year, um, last year in January, February time, and it was sort of, it's basically normal. Um, I learned I learned a lot about myself as, as a coach more than anything. I learned like because there, there was there was getting time to I'd, I'd just end up doing it. Uh, go to a school and I'd be like, right, we, we, I've had these kids now for two years and there's not much more to teach them. And then you, I sat there, went at home one night, I was just sitting there thinking, right, what can I do? What can I do? And next thing you know, I've got six months worth more work sessions in my head and mm. I'm written down to my session plans. And like that, so I learned self planning a lot better. I used to do my session plan, but not as in detail. And now, so much detail in the session. Yeah, yeah, it changes you, doesn't it? It changes you. It, the the sessions are so more impactful. Like, like soon as you actually real really plan your sessions, because there's so many. We can all, as coaches, we can all stand there on our two pence piece and spin if we need to in a change and adapt a session. But like, the, it, it happens to us all. It's happened to me many a times across the years where you literally you go into just. You go into flight mode. You literally just walk in. Like I walk in the gym, and it's the same. And then you—that's where you have to change as a coach. You can't can't deliver the same session ten times a day, right? Because you'll end up delivering that same session for ten years, you know. And and that's what That's right. Yeah. And and that I find myself that when I'm like training my boxers or anything like that. If I if I plan if I plan my sessions before the session every time, like, and I just do it on my phone. Um, if I just plan my session for what we want to achieve and what like wherever we are in the cycles of the boxers um, preparation, um, if I plan it accordingly, the session's so much better. But the participant enjoys it so much better because they get so much more out of it. They learn, they get fit, they get absolutely busted by the circuits at the end. But they get—it's a really impactful session. And 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 that's what I tried. To, that's what I've done with you guys, like by showing you that way of planning, and it works so much better. And especially for the schools, because you know where you're at with teaching them as well. Then, don't you? Yeah, and it also gives you the progress and stuff like that. So you could you, you sit there and you've got young Jimmy who's 10 steps out of the class and you think, oh, how can I get the rest of the class up where he is? Yeah. Oh, but you do a ses detailed session plan, it's, it's around young Jimmy. As bad as that sounds, you go, right, Jimmy, you're going to come out and show everyone what you know. You're going to come and show us what you need to know and stuff like that. 
it's just like instead of, instead of it all just being the coach, coach, coach all throughout the session, use other ideas. Bring bring up young people or bring up one of the adults in your boxing session to go right. Look, come have a laugh. Show us everyone what you're doing. You're doing really well, and 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 show that to the class and show how working hard and working a little bit harder can get you in the centre of the class and show you um show you what what a reward it is to show everyone what you know how to do already. Yeah, no, that's it. And it's only success breeds success, doesn't it? So if you've got someone that's really, really, um, really getting ahead, then you need to utilise that to help pull everyone up with them. So no, it's good. So just final question, mate, before we sign off, though. Um, so what's your goals for 2021? Doesn't necessarily have to be coaching, just whether you thought of any goals that you want to do for yourself. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, get out of bloody lockdown. Yeah, make sure. Um, I think to be a lot more positive because last year in the lockdown, I was very negative about how I was. Shit, we can't the old time really. Thinking about, yeah. oh, what's, what's going to happen next? What's around next corner? Am I going to be able to take my car? Bloody with that. And I crashed my car and I was like, oh no, what are we going to do now? Yeah. Um, I think this year to be a lot more positive um, and be like more confident in myself about what I can and can't do with other people's help and stuff like that through a lockdown. Um, move move higher on in my coaching, get, try and get a few more qualifications, uh, which I wanted to do last, which I wanted to do last year. Obviously, but couldn't. Yeah. Down. You'd be um, lucky if you get any qualifications this year. I'd be surprised if there's any courses running. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like you say, people are finding their way on Zoom and stuff like that now, so maybe I can get yeah, a few of them. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just to keep just keep moving moving the way I am like, over the last year. Yeah, I'm, I've been lucky enough to have a lot more responsibility from you in the company and stuff like that. So just keep moving forward the way I am, and slowly but surely become a great coach. That's right, mate. You're doing a fantastic job, mate. That's it. You just keep doing what you're doing. You're really developing well. So keep it up. All right, then, mate. Well, I think we've had a good. Good old chinwag there. It's good to get the first podcast out um, for 2021 because we've had a bit of a break. So, um, yeah, good chatting to you, mate. Keep up the great work and we'll have you back on soon. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being on. See you later, bud. Take care. There we go. So hope you enjoyed that interview with Tommy. Nice to catch up with him. Uh, guys, so we're going to try and try a new lie out now and try and let's talk about a bit of boxing. Now, if you could, if you have any questions that you'd like us to cover um, and, and talk about on the podcast, please just uh, di- direct message us on any of the social media platforms that we're on or, or email info at olympiaboxing.co.uk with any of your questions and, and we'll get them answered on on the podcast and also we're, we're always looking for new guests so if you'd like to come on and talk about a bit of boxing anything that's going on in the world of boxing or talk about your own your own boxing career your coaching anything like that then uh, please get in touch because we're always looking for more guests and stuff like that if you could do us the the honor of rating and reviewing the podcast on any platform that you're listening to, this would be absolutely appreciated because this will enable us to reach a far wider audience and then we can grow this podcast. We want to really use this and utilise it and make it into a big part of what we do 
but we need our we need the help of reviewing and sharing so please share this on all your platforms and tell your friends guys all right if you'd like to see anything that we're up to our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk we're on facebook olympia boxing cic we're on twitter and instagram at olympia boxing remember we've got lots of virtual programs running now okay uh, for all of our communities please just email us to sign up and uh, yeah guys enjoy your week stay safe stay positive remember we're in this together Keep it going, guys. Keep fighting back. Take care. Bye-bye.